0: Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Receive the Lord's Supper with us this morning. Our group count for the Ark Encounter is due today so please let me know if you're going to be going and if you'll be bringing any guests. Any payments are also due today as well. Please feel free to give any payments to Deborah Coyle and make out any checks to the church um, since we're going to be paying from, from, the, uh, from the church account. Also for those who will be driving up the cost for parking is $15 per vehicle. Please let me know if you would like to order a parking voucher in advance. Strollers, wheelchairs, and electric scooters are also available for rent. There is also a buffet restaurant on site for an additional cost. Please also let me know if you would like to order a meal ticket in advance. Our next fellowship dinner will be on Wednesday, February 15th at 6.30 p.m. at Robson Brookville. Please feel free to sign up on the bulletin board so we know how many to reserve for. Our next movie night, we are bringing back the movie night, is going to be coming up on Saturday, February 18th at seven o'clock p.m. We'll be showing the most reluctant convert about the life of C.S. Lewis, and I believe once again, popcorn and pop will be provided. The other announcements I leave to your own reading, are there any other announcements for this morning? Then let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen. Thank you. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are opened, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The scriptures tell us that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for us, and for His sake forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by His authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you.
1: In peace let us pray to the Lord, Lord,
2: have mercy.
1: For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord, Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. This is a feast, the victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb
2: who was slain, whose blood set us free, of God power and riches and
1: wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are
2: his
1: this is the peace of victory for our God
2: hallelujah sing with all
1: the people of God and join in the hymn of
2: creation blessing and honor and glory and might be to God in the Lamb forever, Amen this is the feast of victory for our God
0: for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign Alleluia, Hallelujah! The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, God, you you sent sent your only Son as the word of of life for our eyes to to see and our ears to hear. Help Help us us to to believe believe with joy what what the the scriptures scriptures proclaim proclaim through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, we'll have our children's message, and we invite the children to come forward. Anybody? <laughs> All of a sudden everyone turns shy turned shy on me. Okay. Alright then. Who can tell me what this is?
1: A
2: nightlight.
0: It's a, a nightlight. night Well, yes, it is a frog, but yeah, but yes, it, but yes, more specifically, it's a night light. And what do we usually use night lights for? To see in the dark. To see in the dark, exactly. That's what we do with this particular night light at the parsonage, is we turn it on. And we put it on in a room or in a hallway to help us see in the dark. That way, we either don't get scared when we, when, we, uh, when we have to go from place to place in the dark, or we can be careful so we can see where we're going. This light serves as a guide to help us get to where we need to be. Now, of course, Jesus is our guide, and he is our light. We call him, or he rather, he calls himself the light of the world means he brings people to God. But in just a few minutes, in the Gospel reading, we're gonna hear Jesus remind us of something special, which is that we are the light of the world. We are just like this night light, because just as Jesus guides us to where we need to go when we get lost, we can also help guide people to where they need to go, which means we can bring people to Jesus. If someone is lost, or needs help in a special way, or needs comfort, or just needs to know that someone is there for them and loves them, we can let them know, Jesus is there for you, and I'm here for you too. So everyone, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus, help me to bring people to you. Help Help me to bring people to you. you. Amen. 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 No problem, Amber. (laughs)
3: Okay, the first reading is from Isaiah 58, verses 5 through 9. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen, only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him, and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 through 5. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith may not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Here ends the (laughs) reading.
2: On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem
0: of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the
3: dearest and best for a world of
2: lost sinners was slain.
0: Down. I will cling
2: to the arm. Old-
0: men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people not light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear. the Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm starting to notice something with the funerals we've uh, we've had the last few times, particularly with Bob Colucci, Herb Erisman, and yesterday, Martha Erisman. That is, they're really starting to feel Um, Like not so much St. Andrew funerals, or even just Lutheran funerals, but real community gatherings. They've been times when a large and diverse people from our community have been able to get together to remember Bob, and Ferb, Martha, and others we've said our earthly farewells to, and also to gather and enjoy each other's company. They've also been occasions to catch up with people, especially family members we haven't seen in a while, either because they moved out of state or just haven't had a chance to come around for a long time. Either way, it's been nice that such times have been opportunities for many of us just to gather together. What it's also a reminder of is an even deeper truth of what we all have in common. We believe in Jesus and follow him. Even though we have specific church families we we belong to throughout our community, we still all belong to one large church family the family of Jesus. When we get together for funerals, that's our main focus, what we remember, that because of Jesus, we are headed for eternal life, and it doesn't matter what church we belong to. We're all going to the same place to live with Jesus. We are also all saved the same way, by the death and resurrection of Jesus. We are also given the same promise that this is true by the same baptism, done in water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We can all learn from and be enriched by each other. And when we have opportunities to take communion together, as we do at least every August at the Firehouse, we are reminded again of our one faith in one Jesus, in one Savior, as part of one family, with one purpose. And that purpose is to make sure Jesus stays an important part of our community what does that mean isn't Jesus here with us all the time isn't he always a part of where we live well yes but the problem is there have been a lot of things that have caused us to forget that especially for the past few years it's like we've been living in a dark room now don't worry I'm not going to demonstrate by turning off the lights or anything but, but it's like we've been living in a dark room, stumbling around, trying to find our way, looking for some pur- kind of purpose or meaning, or just any kind of direction, especially as a lot of our purpose has changed, how, as well as how we live, what we've taken for granted. And we've been trying to keep, to keep moving forward in life, even though way too much of life has changed. Fortunately, we've had glimmers of light which have shown into the room every so often as we've been reminded that Jesus is still with us, he's always been with us, and he has been guiding us every step of the way. Yet, we've still been succumbing to darkness, focusing on uncertainty and frustration. We've also been assuming that there's no solution, that we have to be stuck where we are forever, and we've been focusing on everything that could go wrong, instead of being able to hope and dream about everything that could go right. We've been blinded by darkness. But now, it's time for us to realize what we've been living with and say, no, I don't want to be stuck in the darkness anymore. That's not all there is. There's got to be more. And yes, there is more. Anything that's saying we're stuck in darkness is a lie. And we've, and if we've been believing that, that there's no hope, because nothing's ever going to be the same as it was before, we've been living a lie. So now it's time for us to turn the lights back on and see the truth of how things really are. We've been blind for far too long. Now it's time for us to see what Jesus wants us to see, himself. He is still with us, even right here among us right now. He will remind us of that in just a few minutes as we take communion, where his body and blood is especially really and truly present with us. And, as Paul reminds us in today's second reading, which Amber read for us just a few moments ago, all we need is just simple reminders that Jesus is here, which the Holy Spirit gives us every single day, if we recognize and accept them. Which means we have to be expecting Jesus to do something, even in the midst of the impossible. But that means believing. Believing that Jesus is real, he is all-powerful, and he can do anything. Our faith rests not only on Jesus' words, but even more importantly, on his power, especially his power to save. Jesus says in our Gospel reading that unless our righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees and the the teachers of the law, we won't get into heaven. And he's right. But guess what? Jesus, by his power, by his death, by his resurrection, and by his ability to declare us saved, has already declared us to be more than righteous. Therefore, we are eligible to enter heaven because Jesus, by his power, has said so. Also in today's second reading, Paul says that his messages weren't based on wise or persuasive words, but simply talking about Jesus. And I personally, especially after years and years of reflection and learning a lot of things the hard way, have kind of come to believe that that's really all preaching really needs to be. Constantly and consistently talking about Jesus and letting the power of Jesus come through the words. Believe it or not, I don't believe sermons have to be commentaries on everything going on in the world. There are some who wish to preach that way. That's fine. But um, but in the um, to paraphrase Bob Dylan, it ain't me. Believe it or not, um, well, or rather, while we certainly need to be aware of such things and celebrate that God is still at work even in the midst of world events, the authority with which we are given to speak is something different. I'm going to be straight up and say that. Even though I try to keep informed about a lot of things, there are certain issues I really have no valid authority to speak about, especially from the pulpit. I'm not, just as a few examples a trained or qualified medical professional, scientist, mental health counselor, psychologist, sociologist, politician, political scientist, economist, ethicist, lawyer, law enforcement officer, educator, community organizer, cultural commentator, sports commentator, or even academic theologian. We have plenty of people right here in our own church family with those particular kinds of expertise And I would encourage us to use the rich resources we have with each other right here in our congregation. Because if I were to speak about any particular issue of the day, and even if I came prepared with pages of research, statistics, quotations from experts, and even Bible verses, it would ultimately just be my own opinion and not necessarily common wisdom. While admittedly such passages as our reading from Isaiah, our first reading from Isaiah, encourage us to set the oppressed free, break every yoke, share food with the hungry, provide the homeless with shelter, clothe the naked, and provide for our relatives, we do so out of response to God's love for us and his desire to have all people cared for and not to advance a political or social agenda. It is also a reminder to us, as we talked about last week, that our faith, Our Christian faith is meant to be lived and expressed outside of our worship services and in our everyday lives with others, and that we are commanded to love as we are loved. More about that in a minute. But to try to bring in some sort of political vision, which uh, would also try to be laid down laws or commandments, which God has neither permitted nor desired, and would be taking the focus off of Jesus, and obscuring or making dark the true purpose of a sermon and ultimately emptying the sermon of God's power. But there is something I can say with authority and which all of us, because we are Christians, can also say with absolute certainty to each other and to everyone in our community. Jesus loves you and so do I. And really, that's all we need to say to anyone. Why can I, or any one of us, say that? Because Jesus has shown me, and he's shown each one of us. Yes, I've been told it over and over since the day I was born. But it's especially been over the the past few years, as I've gone through several different personal struggles. I've had my own periods of darkness, stumbling around, trying to find my way. But Jesus has come through every time, turned on the light, and has shown me where to go and what to do, which he's done for many of us at different times. So, my authority and our authority comes not from expert knowledge or opinion, but from faith and experience. Jesus is real for me and for us because because he has shown himself to be real. The kind of love he has shown us has been to reach out, rescue us, put us back in the direction we need to go, and keep on walking with us. That's the promise God has given us all along, even before Jesus came into the world. In Isaiah 58, 9, He, God, says, Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and He will say, Here am I. Jesus has promised to be there for us at all times, and we are to be there for others as He is for us. In fact, What Jesus means means when he says that he came to complete the law and the prophets is that he fulfills both the commands made by the law and the promises made by the prophets. He obeyed the commandments perfectly, offering himself as a sacrifice to take our sins away, then rising again to give us the eternal life we could not achieve on our own without him. God had promised to come and save and help his people, and the whole world through the prophets. And Jesus is also right. The commandments have not been nullified, because as he himself says later on, the very essence of the law is love. We love God and our neighbors as we love ourselves, because God loves us. So we need to be the light. We need to make things clear and obvious again, And we do so, not so much through what we say, but what we do. Such things as, again, Isaiah encourages today, making sure that those who need special help receive it from us, back up with concrete action what we tell people. Jesus loves you, and so do I. We are to be love in action, letting others see our good deeds, so they can know who God is, believe in him, and be changed by him we are salt just as salt makes certain foods tastier and easier to swallow our actions of love make God's word and promises easier to believe and accept whenever we do good by showing love help and acceptance to someone we are the demonstration of the Spirit's power because actions are a greater persuasion than words So let's reclaim our true purpose, following only Jesus, turning on the light, and being the light for everyone. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. printed on page 84 of your Lutheran Book of Worship. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, We We believe believe in one holy Christian Christian and apostolic Church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the the life of the world to come. Amen.
4: Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus who fulfilled your word and who is your work. Thank you for planting his grace, mercy, and obedience in our hearts. For his sake, make us like him, salt and light, hope and holiness, so others may turn to him and live. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our Because your church constantly to preach Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins for eternal life. Bless the people and ministries of this congregation. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Let everything we say and do glorify you and help our neighbor, especially the poor, lonely, and distressed people in our community. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Because the rulers of all nations, especially our own, to heed the words of the prophet to do justice tempered with mercy, and to care for the poor. Help every one of us not only to refrain from evil, but actively pursue righteousness and strive to live in peace. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Bring healing hope to everyone burdened by sickness, sorrow, and suffering. Shine the light of Christ upon them and upon all who care for them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer, Heavenly Father. We thank you for our beloved departed ones, especially those who were salt and light in our lives. Keep us in your care throughout our earthly pilgrimage. Kindle your spirit in us and help us to encourage one another along life's way. For the sake of your beloved Son, who gave himself for us, bring us into your eternal kingdom, where with all whom he had redeemed we may gaze upon his face and
0: adore you forever. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give Him thanks and praise. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection, open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven
2: and earth,
0: The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of your sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. and And the the power, and the glory, forever and ever. ever. Amen. You may be seated. This is the Lord's table, to which he invites all who believe and are baptized to come and feast on his body and blood. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come, for all is ready. Please stand. Now may the body blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in His grace. Amen. Thank the Lord and sing His praise.
2: Tell everyone what He has done. Let everyone who seeks the Lord rejoice and proudly bear His name. He recalls His promises and leads His people forth in joy. Hallelujah,
4: Almighty God, you gave your son both as a sacrifice for sin and a model of the godly life. Enabled us to receive him always with thanksgiving and to conform our lives to his. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord.
0: Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. to the weekly word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and all.